0: What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Bilal, and joining me today for GameCast episode 84 is none other than the best fan Woo-hoo! in the chat that we usually have, my good pal, Ng. What's up, Ng?
1: What's up, Bilal? How are you
0: doing? I'm good. I'm good. You know, um, for those tuning in expecting a Game of the Year discussion, um... turns out we're not having it this week and it's been (laughs) postponed another week um you you see what happened was rob messaged me this morning saying hey Bilal, i know you've been pushing me to have the game of the year podcast on my wife's birthday but i'm putting my foot down uh (laughs) i clearly did not forget that it was my wife's birthday uh and i didn't wait till the last minute to tell you he just really put his foot down this morning and was just like, I can't do it. Find somebody else or I quit. So, um, you know, props to you, Rob. I know I know your wife was really looking forward to a Game of the Year podcast for her birthday. Um, I mean, who not, wouldn't, not, right? Yeah, like, who, I, I, who wouldn't? I, I don't know why you took this away from her, uh, but you know what? We'll, she'll have to wait a week. Um, but you know what? Happy birthday. Uh, and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll just have to announce that you know, Scarlet Nexus is Game of the Year next week. Um, uh, you know. <laughs> Wait, you know what, Angie? Me and you can do this right now. We can do the Game of the Year podcast right
1: now. I I, I mean, uh, if if that's what you want, below, I'm here as a guest. I I will kindly oblige to whatever the host would like. To I
0: mean, do. I mean, me and you've been playing the same game for the last last couple of weeks. Uh, if anyone's been tuning into the Tuesday night streams, they'll be you know they'll very well know that. Uh, we've been streaming some Gloomhaven. <laughs> so and, uh, 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 Edgy, how's that been going for I the mean, folks that haven't I tuned mean, in? I mean
1: for for the folks that haven't tuned in, I mean even though Bilal says we've been streaming, it's more like Bilal's been killing his own teammates half the time, you know? I like, he, like he, he he deliberately killed one of our teammates during one of the campaigns. He he opened a door which then led to our death in the most recent campaign um, I, I don't know he, he just has this tendency To uh, want to kill his
0: team off I, I I don't know why Listen, all I'm saying Is I did it I did it, I, I, I killed uh-huh. Danny I, 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 will, I willingly <laughs> killed Danny Um because i could and we could win that campaign and then i was peer pressured into opening that no, door no 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 no
1: there was there was no peer pressure who who were you peer pressured from
0: huh, huh? huh? I, I don't know first first ergin was saying hey i want we should open that door and like let, let, let's paint a picture of what happened in the gloomhaven campaign yesterday um so if you caught our stream last week uh we tried we tried the level and just got decimated Or was it two weeks ago where we tried it and got absolutely decimated? Uh, And then we went back yesterday and we did it right. (laughs) We didn't open doors too early. We took our time room by room uh, and we prioritized certain enemies. And I think one of the problems with Gloomhaven is you really can't take too many risks. Otherwise, you waste an hour, (laughs) an hour and a half. Like you'll you'll still get uh, experience from that campaign level. But at the end of it, like if you don't progress you don't beat the level you fail you just kind of feel like shit like we gotta sit back sit down and play through that again and that that can take anywhere between like an hour to an hour and a half
1: oh yeah 100 percent. i mean in and like it's a lot of times where it's kind of a a perfect storm because even though you think you have the perfect strategy i think the thing that makes it fun and a little bit exciting there is still some rng in there right yes um the RNG in my opinion basically makes or breaks the campaign because all of a sudden you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill this guy. Everything logically, mathematically makes sense, and then it's like NG goes for the sword, swings and misses, and does a 360 and falls on his face without hitting the enemy. Like like those are the moments he kind of live for. Unfortunately, we have had a lot of those lately. Bilal claims that I have good RNG. I don't know what he's talking about. Okay. You enemy, know.
0: Enemies will swing at you and do no damage multiple times. Yeah, where, because where the I... I, us, I where the rest of us are just getting absolutely decimated. I, and, I,
1: I, I'm a tank. I prepped my character to tank. What can I tell
0: you, huh? <laughs> and and, uh, and so, so paint the picture uh, a bit better, because I think Rob's not here to rush me on this one. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> um, Gloomhaven is a tabletop board game. And so uh, Angie and I were playing with uh, two of our friends before COVID even happened. And so uh, I, I think the digital version has really sped it up for us, but it still takes quite a while. Like, I, I know when we finished last night, my wife's like, you did two campaigns, didn't you? And I was like, it's like, yeah, <laughs> and then she just kind of like was well, very short with me for the rest of the night. And then she's like, she's like, she's like, you didn't eat dinner. Just make sure you eat. And I'm going to bed. And I was like, I was like, like, shit, I really messed up. Um, so it's like, it's like, you gotta be like, it, it, it does take a while. I think we played for like four hours last night. It I think was, so. Some, yes. Something like that. And that and that was two mission runs. And so the structure works like this. mg uh, is the host. He has our. Um, he has our save, save file, file. Yep. and he, exactly. he sends out a multiplayer code uh, which we'll take to log in, and then you know we're in, we get assigned our characters, and you start off at, in Gloomhaven, the town, and you can go to the merchant, you can go to the temple and receive blessings, uh, which will give you two times two, so it's like if you ever played D&D, it's like rolling a 20, essentially, and you get two of those added to a deck modifier, so every time you attack an enemy, uh, you draw the game draws from this deck modifier, so it can include... Uh, critical miss, minus two to your attack, minus one, zero, plus one, and plus two. And then there's other status ailments you can add as you unlock perk points to level up your character. So I know like yesterday you leveled up and you unlocked the, these status modifier cards for your deck that allow you to pierce through shielded enemies. Like if they have up to three shields and you draw that card, you can really wreck, wreck them. There's a little bit of RNG there, but like it's something we desperately need because a lot, of the anim- <laughs> a lot of the enemies we have run into it'd be which uh, you know what sometimes with D, nothing makes sense lore wise like it's it's a living skeleton but it has three shield it's a skeleton what kind of armor does it have unless its bones are made of adamantium i don't know what's going on it's it's
1: not necessarily that it has armor but like there's no vitals that you can attack so it just has increased toughness below. What, yeah. what is there to, what,
0: what don't you understand? I, I, <laughs> I don't understand how I can hit it for four and only do one damage. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I don't get. But it's like, Gloomhaven is a tough game. A lot of the times, we'll get to the very end of a like, final room and just be like, can we pull this off? And I feel like the game is tightly designed that if, as long as you're not, doing something too stupid, like opening doors too early. Like we did, like I did, (laughs) let me make the correction there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I opened that door way too early. And so that ends up causing. We started in a room with five skeletons and four living corpses, all which can hit multiple times against you. It's a tough room already. And so we took out, took out 80% of that room. And I was like, you know what? Why don't I just open that door? Might as well open that door. And then <laughs> there's like. And then come these living ed-
1: spirits. Yes. That can more, at attack three of us all in one turn or four of us in all in one turn. Yeah. And then they're just like. It, it, think of it kind of like, oh, we're in World War II. And we're just running. And they're just shooting at us from like distance. And there's nothing we could do. Yeah. Absolutely and, nothing we could do.
0: It, it, it's like a horror movie, you know, like when you when somebody opens that door and they see the monster standing there, and then you are like you try to close it, but you're like you're like no, me closing this door will do nothing because he's gonna <laughs> break down that door, and I need to run. Uh, we but we but, we opened the door,
1: you, we saw you, Jason, Freddy, and uh, well, Mike Myers all, yeah. all all just waiting there for us.
0: <laughs> exactly, and we didn't take care of like. You know, Chucky the doll before, <laughs> before like we're like we're like you know what, Ch- we'll kick Chucky in a bit, but like let's just let's just try moving onwards. I mean, it's just Chucky, it's just a little doll, whatever. Yeah. We we yeah. got this. He's he's only had like what ten movies where he's yeah, been I mean, killing. We're fine, we're fine. Yeah. We, we didn't underestimate the enemies, um, but no, I, I I've really been enjoying those dreams. I think I I really wish we. I really wish this final version of this game had come out um, earlier in COVID. In the COVID, yeah, for sure. We, because, I, like, we we were playing this pretty frequently um, once we got started. But the problem was the setup time, getting four people together in one place, and then making sure our significant others didn't hate us for being a yeah, god. Yeah, 100%. Vaccinated. I think doing
1: this in person, the... I mean, what, just setting up the board was like an hour and a half, just setting up the board. Um, And I think Bilal's is going to go and grab the box with all the different pieces and all the different parts. But literally setting up the board, setting up all the characters, all the enemies that we would see. And then...
0: It's a 20-pound box. (laughs) It's ridiculous.
1: Even after setting it all up, half the time, I'm pretty sure we would spend another half hour saying wait, am I interpreting this rule correctly? Can I do this? Or mm-hmm. is it supposed to be this? So that was most of our time, whereas I think uh, definitely now bring it a, bring it in, bringing it into a game, like on Steam, everything's a lot more uh, streamlined and a lot easier. And so far, I would say, except for the one time where there was a soft lock, I, I, I think mm-hmm. overall the game has run relatively smoothly as well.
0: Yeah, I I think the one thing I kind of miss from the actual tabletop experience is like some y- you spend an hour and a half like or hour hour and a half running these scenarios and like on the tabletop version you could be like y- you know what let's just let's just redo that turn <laughs> you know like <laughs> like let's let's not make this a wipe let's uh, house rules okay everyone gets one <laughs> mulligan uh, on, on this and you can't do that because like
1: lol no, that's have, cheating
0: i don't care <laughs> like, <laughs> well you got a baby it's uh it's, it's a whole different ball game um i just oh yeah like i, I wish there I was it. like I, I wonder if there's a steam workshop thing that's just like hey let's roll back your that decision you, you know like here you go just like roll I back mean, the last five minutes <laughs> i mean who who are the devs of the game like how hard is
1: it to add in an undo button? It can't be that hard. You have logs of it. Forza has right? it <laughs> exactly. You know, just a little rewind function and whatnot. Yeah. But honestly, I thought you were going to go somewhere else with this. As in, uh, I do think it is different um, playing in person. Uh, you know, obviously, even when we meet up, we'll probably have some food and some yeah. other stuff. So it's a completely different experience. And. um I'll pivot us a little bit And uh, we can get a little bit to the news but Or we can wait a little bit better Let's, let's wait, let's there, wait let's... Are, there are definitely certain things Where I think uh, playing in person um, Has a different vibe to it yeah. But if we if we get to the news I think uh, the top news of this week Belaw, if you want to announce it um, A major announcement was brought up And
0: it... go for it you okay? Yeah, let's let's head into the news then. Um, Ng, can you explain to the audience how much money sixty eight point seven billion dollars is? You are a money man. You are you are you are the WorkPrint's financial expert.
1: <laughs> I, I I do work in finance, and yeah. while sixty, what was it? Sixty eight billion? Sixty eight point seven um, billion. It could have been sixty nine billion, but they denied us yes it was it was i think 68 billion but the thing is it's a lot of money but you also have to look at overall kind of what microsoft can command right because microsoft's market cap is 2.3 trillion dollars so to put that into perspective um 2.3 2.3 trillion right 2.3 trillion point well not even 0.6 0.06 divided by 2.3 that that's literally microsoft only spent two percent of their market cap on on this deal which that's... overall is really really tiny for a total company perspective but this is a huge bet from a dollar perspective and honestly, I'll be completely honest, I don't I don't know what Microsoft's play is in this. Um, it's and Game
0: Pass. It's always gonna be Game Pass.
1: I, I, I get it, but I mean for that valuation, for that sixty eight billion dollar valuation, I don't see I don't see an immediate short term return. It, this is very much a long term play. But will 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 this even survive in I would say the long term? Right. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, there are a lot of amazing brands that are coming with this deal.
0: Yeah. All oh, uh, right. Uh, have, have we actually said what the news is? I think. We uh, you, you go yeah. for it. Talk yeah. about yeah. it. All right. So yesterday morning, I wake up. I my I, I head to the bathroom. My son is up my wife wakes up she takes him for, to the changing table i'm checking my phone as i'm walking over to uh feed my son and i see a tweet going from jason Schreier, uh who i believe is bloomberg uh, news going uh, my- <laughs> microsoft to acquire activision for 70 billion dollars and i'm sitting there scratching my head because activision blizzard is enormous they're one of the biggest publishers the developers in the industry brands like Overwatch Diablo Call of Duty World of Warcraft Starcraft like these are these aren't small IPs these are no, foundation building blocks of gaming like you, people still, are still playing these games um I, 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 you know Rob and I have joked every that every podcast for like the last two three months involving Activision was just bad news uh because of Everything with the sexual harassment scandals, everything that Bobby Kotick was hiding, just the treatment of employees, um, the lawsuit from the state of California. I I mean, things have to be bad for uh, the government to actually step in and be like, what the hell is going on over there? And so it what I find. Absolutely nuts is like Microsoft, Phil Spencer saw an opening. So uh, I read through both Wall Street Journal, Bloomberg articles on this. And it seems what happened was as as. Activision stock was dropping based off the news that was happening and. The employees were calling for the resignation of body codec and everyone involved uh, better uh, sexual harassment. um, uh, You know guidelines and protections in place for employees uh, zero tolerance policies things like that. Um, Phil Spencer saw an opportunity to go in and start a conversation of hey, what if we acquire Activision Blizzard here? And so uh, Microsoft, uh, along with their CEO, um, sat down with Activision and had a conversation. It turns out uh, Bobby Kodak was actually pretty cool on the entire thing. He wasn't really interested in the acqu- acquisition by Microsoft. Um, he reached after they reached out, he reached out to two other companies, one of them being Facebook. Um, to see if Facebook would be interested in inquiring uh, Activision Blizzard and the other uh, the other uh, uh, details weren't given in the article on who the other company was Facebook you know declined to comment on that but it's interesting that they went out and tried to see what well, how much they could get and so I think according to the articles the reporting um, they weren't confirmed but they're saying As of right now, Bobby Kotick will stay on as CEO. But once this deal closes in 2023, he's gone, he's gone. And 100 uh, percent. And and so what what the articles that we're saying is for Kotick, this gives him a clean way to leave. He's not leaving because of the sexual harassment stuff, the cover ups. He's leaving because he got he acquired. Exactly. He got his payday. And so Bobby Kotick owns 0.53% 0.53% of Activision Blizzard, which as of yesterday is equivalent to take is uh, equivalent of $400 million in, uh, for him. So it kind of sucks that he gets to walk away $400 million richer, uh, without facing any consequences. But if this leads to change for employees, if, and it allows the employees to, cr- Create the unions because there's talks about unions already um, emerging from the Activision studios, the Blizzard studios. No, I, I think I think yeah. it's
1: a great path forward. Yeah. Um. Obviously, growing up, um, in kind of an era before we had a lot of these console games, I've always been a big PC gamer. Um, Diablo, yeah. Diablo. I I remember Diablo one before even Diablo two. Right. That was. Before you even had all these classes, Diablo 2 with a mad cow level, Starcraft, Starcraft 2. There's no
0: cow level. I
1: remember that. (laughs) Exactly. And then World of Warcraft, uh, me and my friend in college, we would actually play World of Warcraft. There was one time where we played to the tune of literally we started after class in college. And we ended because we saw the sun rising <laughs> through the window. So, like all great memories, all really mm-hmm. fond memories. But no, I,
0: I, I remember, like e- even us. Um, some just background. Angie and I went to high school together. We ran cross country, track and field. Uh, same with our uh, friends, Ergan and Danny, who are on the Gloomhaven streams. Um, we, you know, we. I think you guys were a year older. Yeah, year or me. two. Yep, year or two older uh, than me. And you know, after high school, everyone goes off to college and it wasn't until like Modern Warfare 2 came out where I saw like yep. Erkin posts on Facebook like I think everybody was just like it was a game everyone was playing oh we, yeah we, we, I mean we, Call we, Call of Duty yeah.
1: brought us all back together I see yeah. I see uh, Patronus Maximus Pete yeah. on the stream I I met Pete via playing COD as well yep. Um, so all of these have been great titles and it, a lot it, it, of fun memories. Ma-
0: it's friendship makers. Like that's what Activision Blizzard is. Like I, my childhood uh-huh. best friend, we played StarCraft. Yeah. for hours online. It's the first, uh-huh. the first clan I joined was in StarCraft. You know,
1: but hundred percent. But I yeah. think uh, what's been sad and disappointing is that in kind of recent years, all these amazing IPs. Um, have kind of fallen by the wayside, right? Yeah. I would say Overwatch, you know, while it used to be big in its heyday, um, I would say Overwatch is a dead game right now. Like, uh, uh, not a lot of people play Overwatch anymore. Compared
0: to its heyday, it seems like, and like with the constant delays of Overwatch 2, the lack of news. Exactly. Like, the hype around that, Overwatch was all anybody played for the longest time. 100%, 100%. That and game. like it spawned
1: a legion of fans. You had fans cosplaying the characters from Overwatch. Like there was such a huge community. And then I would say it was also mismanagement of the game. There were some patches that made it unplayable to yeah. even the community. They, and I think you and Rob have talked about it. Um Active Envision and Blizzard, I don't think, really listened to the community in terms of patching. In certain things, and I definitely think uh, hopefully this new management will help change some of that.
0: Oh yeah, and I think one of the more um, I, I think one of the problems that happens with any shooter that dives into esports is balancing of community versus pros. For and sure. so, so it's like you tend to see a lot of games balance towards the pros, but then it becomes not as fun to play for that every player comment. Like, I remember playing a lot of Overwatch. I stepped away to play some other games and coming back to it, everyone's like, "Well, this is the meta." And I was like, "I don't want to play the meta. I just want to like goof around and just play the hero I want to play." Um, but and I that caused me to quickly drop it. Like I understand uh with certain games like that is the thing, but it would just be nice it would be really nice to I- just I get it. Have I get a, p- it. more just like fun, fun centric gameplay. Um, no, but but I mean, yeah. I would
1: if you think about kind of the titles, right? If yeah. we're talking about a lot of these titles, these aren't really just fun centric games, right? A lot yeah. of this IP, like StarCraft, I, I would not call StarCraft a fun centric game, nor would I call.
0: I stopped uh... <laughs> I stop trying to be good at StarCraft <laughs> once uh, our friend Sammy. Uh, we oh like, yeah he's like he's like hey let's play starcraft together i thought like i was okay decent at it he was like a diamond level player oh, yeah. he was just like it'd be three minutes in his like marines would be in my base i was like oh, oh mm, i'll just play against computer i'm fine a hundred percent and where i'm going
1: with this too like like xbox microsoft acquiring them now they have all this amazing ip and mm-hmm. you know, like all the delays, I was huge look hugely looking forward to Diablo four. I still remember, I think in one of the past years they maybe announced the barbarian class and showed them mm-hmm. off. But then that was it. It was literally they showed the barbarian and then no nothing else. So hopefully it gets sped up with some yeah. of these things, but like like time will only tell, right? Yeah. Because I think while you can rely on nostalgia to move units and and uh, continue it's only going to get you so far right like yeah. eventually you do need a finished product yeah and,
0: and, and i think so and there's like two factors out put into play here there's one was COVID. the entire games industry had to adapt to that and then on top of that once news broke about all the scandals oh, yeah, and sure. stuff I, reports were coming out that the studios are at, at a standstill like no development work was being done teams didn't want to work they wanted to get to the bottom of this and uh, figure it out. So I'm hoping with this news, like, IPs like Diablo and Overwatch can get, uh, can move forward, can get released. Uh, and more more importantly, all the issues that the employees do have 100%. are resolved. Like, I-, I hope Microsoft paves the way, like, for unionization in gaming. Like, I hope they don't become another blocker. You keep hearing companies, discuss you know, you know Amazon is a, a famous one, which anti union. Um, they'd rather close out a factory than let their factory union, unionize. Um, and so, you know, I, I hope Microsoft takes that step forward. I mean, if you're consolidating a lot, of, and, and that's what's happening here. They, like, they, this still makes them, I think, only the third largest publisher or, like, uh, games company out there right now. But I do think they need to. Um, they need to leave with the best vote. Like, they have, like, it. if you are a PC gamer, you're an Xbox owner, and you're not on Game Pass, I don't know what you're doing. Um, because if, I imagine all these Activision Blizzard games are, I, they've said it, they're coming to Game Pass, trying to work uh, as, soon, uh, as soon as possible to get them on there. And if they're releasing day one as well on Game Pass, like... Why wouldn't you have a subscription? And I think that's what's going to lead to console sales. It's going to lead to like, why would you buy it on PlayStation when I could just have an Xbox subscription and have it that way as well? Uh, like I was talking to Ergin yesterday, and like he's like, you know, when I when I got the three month thing for uh, Game Pass, I wasn't sure if I was going to renew. But then he's like, I, he's like, I saw the news yesterday, and he's just like, he's like, it doesn't make sense. He's like it's the price of two to three games and you have access to everything and like we'll get into the new uh, releases the games that are coming later this month but it, it, they just keep adding and adding on to it like no no one person has remotely the, the, the possible time to play through all of it but there's quality stuff there it's not like Netflix in its earlier days where you're like, I got Netflix streaming. What's there to watch? Oh, um, you know, if we wait a year, there's a new season of House of Cards or Orange is the New Black, you know? Um, it, no, I, I think from
1: yeah. a console war perspective, Yeah. this puts Microsoft and Xbox miles ahead of Sony. Miles yeah. ahead of Sony. And I would say... <laughs>
0: I almost feel bad for Sony because yesterday they <laughs> the they n- took they took Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon, which they, used to be both huge Sony properties. And th- those those are PlayStation memories for me. I and love- also Spyro. Spyro, yes, Crash, Spyro, like those are hundred percent PlayStation memories for me. Hundred percent. I, I was playing Crash for uh, the new Crash Bandicoot. I think call it crash 4 now um i was playing that on my xbox and uh, last year and i was like this feels weird it feels wrong i feel like (laughs) i'm not supposed to be doing this um but like it it, it's not even that it's like you know there's been a rumor it's been rumored that sony's working on uh their own subscription service to challenge game pass called spartacus but it's like but but this like, is where how are, like microsoft is just making these acquisitions one after the other think think, think about it this yeah. way
1: it's kind of the same as kind of netflix right you can yeah. or even disney i think disney is, disney a is probably example yeah. right like after they've acquired all this ip while yes other companies can make their own ip and acquire but like all the big names have already been taken and like Mm-hmm. That's why, to me, it was a no-brainer. Even originally, when uh, Disney Plus went on sale, I bought a three-year subscription yep. for the like the low, low price of like three dollars or four dollars a month. I was like, I don't know what they're gonna have, but I know they have more than enough IP to be able to generate crazy content, and that's what Microsoft is doing, right? Yeah. They have a bunch of now this IP that they can grow in any which way should they choose right like all these are monster areas right and like even wow i i've played it i haven't played it recently but the fact that we are still talking about wow Mm -hmm. now speaks for itself as in i was playing wow world of warcraft back in like 2007 that's 15 years ago. Take, Thanks, and Thanks if for you, making us old. <laughs> yeah, I know. And if you even compare that to Amazon's New World, which yeah. I think is already dead in some instances, like like it's it's not doing well from what I hear, New World.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of technical issues. Every time I see an article, it's around some sort of economy exploit with gold Um it, it it's not great <laughs> from uh, just the general word. I mean, maybe it'll get better over time, but yeah, it doesn't seem so hot out the gate. Yeah, exactly.
1: So that's why I'm saying for the longevity of WoW versus mm-hmm. like any other. I don't know of any other MMO that has lasted that long, yeah. except maybe Final Fantasy 14
0: Yeah, and that game has its own share of problems of being too popular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, but like, I, I think to wrap up some thoughts on this, I'm, I, I think the one positive that uh, studios that have been acquired and the conversations that have come out over the last couple of years is that these studios uh, under Microsoft now have been given breathing room. Double Fine has uh, said, you know, they were always worried about where money was going to come from for their next project. So the fact that they can now... Uh, not worry about that and just concentrating on making a good game. Microsoft will take care of them as long as they're putting out the product. They'll have to deliver to a certain degree. Yes. But, you know, they don't need to worry about that. And then the studios the studio heads meet up, they talk. You know, there's there's that networking, sharing of information. You're not siloed off into your own studio anymore. You can talk to other creatives, top industry professionals and learn different Uh, tricks and things like that you know it's not just like oh we have all these studios it's like no now these studios also have all these resources one of the problems over the last couple years at Activision the news was like Toys for Bob who have done phenomenal work over the years on like you know they did Crash Bandicoot for it's about time they did the amazing remasters for the Spyro trilogy and uh Crash Bandicoot they've worked on the Skylander stuff over the years they're great at platformers that that's what they're known for um and so like people are like you know what they should do like a banjo kazooie game which rare is a property that microsoft now owns but toys for bob has been turned into a call of duty support studio along with a lot of the others under activision so if we can if like that frees them up maybe we don't need a a, an annual Call of Duty campaign you know like it seems like even the multiplayer isn't the selling point anymore it seems like Warzone is what, what everyone tends to play so you know maybe Call of Duty's formula can change up somewhere like it becomes a Fortnite type thing where it's just it's seasonal uh and then you're just building off off this platform for x amount of years you know uh, battle passes skins like those are huge like Fortnite makes billions off of that uh, While well, still remaining just one game. And so if Microsoft can give opportunities to some of those studios to branch out of Call of Duty and do something else, I think uh, th- that's what I'm most excited to see.
1: That That is definitely exciting, but yeah. I think I'm going to be interested to see, time will tell, what Xbox and Microsoft decide to invest in and what they decide to axe. i think that's gonna be super interesting because exactly to your point while they do have a lot of resources they don't have infinite amount of resources they have a lot don't get me wrong they have a lot but it's never infinite right so it's like do they make a new candy crush or do they focus on cod or do they or do they like well we'll see but i think this is all great news i think uh there's a lot that's coming to xbox game pass i think uh, with some of the games if you want to talk about that mm-hmm. on what's coming to xbox game pass. yeah
0: so let's jump over to that so i think first off uh we have a uh, god i didn't even open any of these tabs so bear with me here um the hitman so hitman oh. uh trilogy has announced uh the second year of hitman 3 content but they also announced that the hitman trilogy one two and three are coming to xbox game pass and pc game pass uh this week um so january 20th uh the uh birthday of the first game uh will see the release of all three games and i believe they are uh, and here's the cool thing i hitman 3 released in a manner that if you had the licenses for hitman 1 and 2 you could replay all those levels in hitman 3 with like updated level design and graphics uh and you could actually carry over your progress from hitman 1 and 2 into 3 um so uh, you could have all your unlockables and stuff come with you so that was really cool and they're really fun games if you enjoy a great stout sandbox each level is like it's like a it's like a uh, grandfather clock. It's like you learn how the pieces, the players, the, uh, your targets move throughout, uh, how each different scenario can work, and you work your way through it. And you, you Try- slowly take it apart.
1: Hit- Hitman is an amazing game. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, 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 I got really frustrated back in college, I think, maybe playing Hitman 2. I, I tried to get a perfect on the level. <laughs> I literally spent like Four hours Maybe more analyzing every single detail No one saw me I was able to Or, or I didn't think anyone saw me I, I got through all that Disguises Killed my target Left without a trace And then Unfortunately When it came down to the grading At the end of this four Five hour Four to five hour run it gives me an A versus like a triple A, and I'm like, what the, what the hell, went, what, 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 what went wrong? You took two. And too apparently, long. come on. No, 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 no. <laughs> apparently, there was one witness.
0: One witness, and I'm like, bullshit. No one fucking saw me. That's one. all. That's all it takes. Oh, and like, it's the man. he's a oh, barcode on the back of his head. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, I. And then after that, I was like, I'm done. I'm done. Four hours of my life gone.
0: Actually, Angie, do you have a Game Pass subscription? i do say? not i do
1: I, not what are you
0: what are you waiting for
1: i i don't i don't know the law i don't know but i mean like i, I already have such a long large backlog that like that's true I, it'll
0: I, only I make it worse
1: yeah <laughs> I, I and I, not even a backlog of games but even a backlog of shows that i need to watch yeah there's only so much time but um hitman's huge yeah. And I would say, outside of Hitman, um, there's some other big games uh, coming to the Game Pass
0: yeah. as well. So I think... Let me pull this one up. And some big heavy hitters on this one. Uh, so coming soon to Game Pass... So uh, if you remember, two weeks ago we did the earlier set, which is absolutely ridiculous, which I believe included like the Mass Effect trilogy, um, the remaster. Uh, and so coming... So one was disposed to January 18th, which is yesterday. Uh, So the release of uh, Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc anniversary edition for cloud console and PC, Uh, I played this on the Vita. It is a visual novel uh, whodunit uh, where a bunch of elite students are brought to a school. Everyone's um, really good at what they do in their own way. But you're kind of like this average, average kid. Uh, And then you're locked into the school and Everyone is slowly being murdered. Uh, so I believe how it works is if someone is murdered, there is a trial that happens, and uh, if the murderer, uh, the, the basically every, the class has to figure out who the murderer is and accuse them. If they get it wrong, the murderer lives; everyone else dies. Uh, but if uh, but if uh, nobody kills anybody, I think I forget how that ended up working. But yeah, essentially. The murderer can kill somebody and get away with it, and then they'll win. Uh, but um, it's very good. It, very twisty, turny, and the mysteries are pretty good there. Uh, then from the Guacamelee, uh team is Nobody Saves the World, which is a co-op action RPG, um, which has a really good visual style. So those games are already out. Then tomorrow uh, on cloud console and PC is Death's Door. Uh, it's like Zelda meets... Dark Souls Light, it's very good. Uh, Rob and I have been raving about this over the course of last year, uh, likely be in our Game of the Year discussions. If you have not played it, highly recommend it. Uh, Hitman Trilogy, as we said earlier, on cloud console and PC on January 20th. Paparazzi, <laughs> Paparazzi <laughs> is a dog photography game. Uh, puts your love for pups to the test. As you take better photos, you unlock new breeds, camera lenses, chew toys, and accessories to dress up Dogs with, this sounds like a perfect way to relax if you're a dog lover. Um, so that comes out tomorrow on the twenty. Kind of
1: sounds like um uh, what's that? Pokemon Snap
0: almost, but with dogs. With dogs, yeah. <laughs> um, then also tomorrow, I think one of the bigger titles for the month is, uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction, uh, tactical co-op FPS for one to three players. Uh, think Left for Dead meets Rainbow Six Siege. Um, over 90 weapons and gadgets 12 ever-evolving maps Unpredictable enemy mutations And 13 dynamic mission types um, Rainbow Six Siege Deluxe Edition Comes to PC Game Pass on January 20th As well as Windjammers 2 To Cloud Console and PC Which is a flying disc game <laughs> um, I haven't played the original Windjammers But I hear it's very competitive uh, So I might tr- take a uh, shot at when Give Denver's it a spin. Two. Yeah. And, like, here's the thing. Tomorrow is one, two, three, four, five, six, six top quality games. Like, these games are nothing to, like, be like, eh, this is just, like, another reality show on Netflix that drops. Um, or, like, a Christmas holiday movie on Netflix. You know, these are, like, games, uh, like, in my opinion, must-play games. And so, they, I, I... And you throw Activision Blizzard in there. Who has time to watch or play any of this? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, you know this next one pretty well. Uh, have you played this? Taiko New I, not. not I Master? haven't
1: played it on console or PC, but back when I was in Hong Kong in Japan, mm-hmm. this is actually, in my opinion, a ton of fun in actual arcades. Um, and like, I've always had great experience with it at the arcade if you have like this big drum and uh yeah you you play it i think you can buy an accessory just like some other rhythm games the switch had that yeah exactly where where you can play it that way but
0: yeah it's 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 fun it's a rhythm game yeah basically so i think this comes to console on pc on january 27th so next thursday and um yeah it has over 70 songs and you can play with friends in local multiplayer mode or online ranked matches yeah, uh, pretty neat. And then uh, in case you did miss it, Spelunky 2 uh, is out on cloud as well as, I think, console and PC. And the Anacrusis is out as well on cloud um, and console and PC. Uh, DLC and game updates, um, Far Changing Tides gets uh, has a pre-install available. And then you know, for the Halo fans out there, uh, there is a new uh, reward uh, for called the Past Tense Warthog Bundle, which includes a Warthog stin, uh, coding as they pull it, a challenge swap, and two XP boosts. No, uh, four XP, four double XP boosts, and four challenge swaps uh, available there. Uh, Doom Eternal, uh, Raise Hell with three cosmetic packs. World of Tanks has a Trifecta Bundle. And they've added nine more touch control games to... Uh, Cloud gaming including Nobody wow. Saves the World, Stardew Valley, Unpacking, Forgotten City, Death Store, Archville, Space Warlord, Oregon Training Simulator, X X One, One Piece Pirate Warriors 4 and Anvil. Um Stardew and Stardew is huge. start touch touch for Stardew? That that, That's that huge. sounds That sounds like I'm gonna be stuck in the bathroom when my wife is gonna be like, A, What A, are you doing I, in there? I, I, I agree. <laughs> what are you doing in there? I'm I'm i <laughs> um, leaving Game Pass uh, at the end of the month on January thirty first is Cyber Shadow, Nowhere Prophet, Prison Architect, and Xenocrisis. I, 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 I know you have a backlog, but like, I think with the friend circle we have, one of the best things I think that has come out of Game Pass has been if we just want to sit down and play something, it no longer requires us to be like, hey, it's a, it's on a Steam sale. Does anyone want it? Hey, I got, oh, i a. I bought you, a bundle. You, you,
1: you mean, you mean, oh, hey, Ng, you, you should get F1 2022. Uh, we'll, we'll play it together. Okay, Bilal, I'll get it. Bilal, where are you? Uh, uh, Hello? I, 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 had, I
0: had a baby. How long can I use that baby excuse for Ng? <laughs>
1: I don't know, and then next thing I know, I'm going to get Game Pass, and you're like,
0: well, actually... We're, 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 all, we're on the PS5 Spartacus uh, program now, we all got <laughs> PS5s. <laughs> yeah, no, um, it, it's it's an exciting time for gaming, I think, like, the calm before sure. the storm is uh, kicking off, especially next month with Dying Light 2, Forgot uh, Horizon Forbidden West, and um, Elden Ring, I can't wait. Um, For sure. I think
1: think it's a great era to be a gamer and Mm -hmm. uh, uh, enjoy all these different titles, IPs, and games that are coming out. Obviously, I think the biggest thing, and you've talked about this many times um, in prior pods, is just the ability to play the games, um, the actual hardware behind it, right? Um, give it the COVID market, depending if you're, if you're a PC gamer, I mean, best of luck, <laughs> Yeah, best of I'm, luck.
0: Yeah. It, it sucks with, um, it sucks if you're trying to build a PC. I have family of, or friends i have been trying to just get a good decent graphics card and it's just like, they're like, I just need this missing piece and, and they don't have it. Um, but I think think it's a
1: little bit better to actually get an Xbox or a PS5. I think it's a little bit easier from what I can tell. Compared to a
0: graphics card? Yeah. Yeah, compared (laughs) to a graphics
1: card, graphics card. Yeah, good luck. Like, that's it. And I think it will be interesting to see if, and this will be super interesting, will Xbox Game Pass work with the Steam Deck?
0: So that is the question. Um cuz Steam Deck has um, a browser. No, no. Steam Deck runs on Linux right now. Uh but you can uh, what Steam, uh, Valve has said is you can uninstall um well if it can uh, run on uh, Linux, You can install you can Windows it. on it. Yeah. You can install Windows on it if you want uh, and make it a PC and then have Game Pass, but it, how well will it run? I think that's the curious thing. And for me like you know me, I've, like, I'll have like i buy the gaming tech gadget. I think with the Steam Deck, I'm going with the Apple approach on this one where you don't buy the first generation of it, you buy the second generation of it. Oh yeah, hoping for there, sure. Hoping there is a second generation of it. Because um, right now when I look at the Steam Deck, it's really cool. There's a lot I would like to do with it. But it reminds me of like buying the DS or the three DS when it came out because then like Nintendo's gonna put out that that DS Lite or that new Slim three DS XL. Oh and yeah, like, for sure. Damn it! I should have waited a year. Like
1: uh, I, I'm 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 not saying go out yeah. and get it right away, but like I think it has such a huge potential. Yeah. And being PC, like while you say it's Linux and whatnot, you don't think some guy is gonna bootleg slash put their own os and whatnot like a raspberry pi because essentially it's a computer right so i i think uh just the community around that is gonna make it, it it's they're gonna find a way to make it work i i guarantee you within the first three months someone will have figured out a way to also yeah. allow for Xbox Game Pass to work on Steam Deck.
0: Yeah, and, and that'd be great. Um, about like, you know, I, I've talked about the Backbone controller. There's alternatives if you just want to use your phone. Uh, I mean, like, sure. I, I've been playing through Psychonauts too, And over the weekend. I uh, popped in Backbone, went to use Cloud Gaming, and I, I beat a boss. You know, like, I, I played through an entire level, beat the boss at the end of it, and, like, next to no latency, no lag at all, like... Um, I didn't feel like it was a hindrance in any way. Like the tech is getting there; it's getting better and better every year. Um, and I and I think like maybe in three years' time, like people people will just be playing cloud games and just be like, yeah, no, this is just how I play it. Like, why would I download a hundred gig game when it plays just fine in my web browser?
1: Fair, yeah. I think.
0: But for cloud gaming,
1: though, I think this uh, you bring up a great point on latency. Mm-hmm. does that work on every single type of game it, it, right
0: in my opinion it doesn't like what shoot like i don't play shooters on it but i could play platformers i could play rpgs just fine yep. strategy 100%. Games. yeah uh like i've I, i've if i <laughs> if i'm just doing some like quick cleanup in a first person shooter like that's open world like halo infinite was like i could do that but like it's still i never i could never feel just right with it um I wish there's a way maybe technology does advance in a way where like maybe some of it could be local <laughs> on the thing and so you don't get lag. I don't I'm not sure how that tech would work, but uh, it would be very interesting to see. If uh, No, for sure.
1: And I think even with some other games, uh, our other friend as I know you and I are big into F1.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um Largy, our other friend, he he's competitive in like sim racers. Yeah. And there was one time where he actually got spun out And then he watched the replay, and the other car actually never touched him. But because of netcode and rollback, it caused the accident, and then he spun, right? Yeah. So it's things like that, where it's like, I definitely agree, platformers and certain things, like RPGs, all those are fine um, to play on cloud, I have no issue. But I think the issue comes definitely in like racing games in fighting games and like other games that are more first-person shooters that are yeah. much more competitive in nature
0: yeah no 100 percent agree with you with that um yeah and like it, it does open up some cool possibilities too like um there was a night where will and ergen were playing sea of thieves and you know i, I got the discord call, oh, yeah. and i was like i i want to play <laughs> and uh, i was at my in-laws i had my backbone and i was like wait a second Fired up, cloud gaming. They shot me an invite. I was in there. Um, I wasn't on mic because I was just like lounging my uh, and like talking with my in laws. But you know, at the same time, I was also with them, like plundering treasure, fighting off skeletons, and it, it was it was just really cool that I could just do that and jump in, uh, that easily. For sure, yeah. I think
1: it's it's changing the aspect where you can literally game anywhere, right? Yeah. You don't need to be at home. In front of your TV and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I will say um, that living room experience, there there honestly isn't quite anything like it, right? It still is nice to be able to game on a couch, in front of a nice screen or a monitor, and go from there. While the mobile solution is great, I wouldn't say it's ideal. Definitely there are certain games that are ideal, like we talked about it earlier. Yeah, Stardew Valley on a phone, moneymaker.
0: Yeah, but you know... You speak of the living room experience, and there's one experience you won't be able to have too much more of, and that's the Xbox One experience. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> because Microsoft is has stopped making Xbox One consoles. You know what? Good move because um, I think the name confusion it, it still kind of exists because there's I the mean, Xbox I'm not One as yet. the one Xbox. One X and they had the Series X, Series S. I honestly, I always thought that name thing was a little bit overblown, but you know, I think the sooner you take out the Xbox One consoles, uh, the better uh, the Series X and S can thrive, uh, especially the S, which is it's a $300 console that does so much so well, um, and it's so tiny. So, um, you know, not much more to say here. It, it's kind of funny in contrast to Sony, though, who Announced that they're making one million. I think they said they're going back in production with PS4s to help with the PS5 shortage <laughs> because they do have some cross generation games like Horizon Forbidden West is also coming to the PS4. I think God of War Ragnarok might also be cross generation. I could be wrong on that, don't quote me. But you know, they, they have had a couple of releases like Spider Man Miles Morales, uh, uh, where they were both on PS4 and PS5. Uh, so it, it's really interesting to see Microsoft going, hey. We're stopping uh, last generation consoles in production, but it does make sense to me at least because I do see more and more reports of people finding Series S in stores and Series X seem to be more in stock. Maybe it was just post holiday uh, period, um, but th- you know, even in time of the holidays shopping, it seemed like they were more readily available. Like Microsoft was holding them for Halo, and then like that shipment ended and the next one came and like like hey, like if I want one, I can just go out and one
1: yeah for sure and i think uh this kind of ties into their overall strategy Mm -hmm. right with the whole xbox game pass and pc gaming as well like it 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 makes sense um on all fronts for microsoft
0: yeah and uh so going from things you can no longer buy to things you can start buying again final fantasy 14 is finally come on Story, why aren't you loading? <laughs> Final Fantasy 14 digital sales will resume with new servers going online um, soon uh, in some regions. Uh, so January 25th. Uh, so for those unfamiliar with the story, Final Fantasy XIV uh, became so popular over, the, uh, over 2021 that servers were getting congested to all hell. Um, I'm talking about like long, hour-long queues to just sign in. Um, they have, and (laughs) it's, it's a meme at this point, one of the best, um, trial periods ever, which is just the base game and the entire first expansion, uh, that you can just go in and play for free. Uh, that's in my opinion, about like almost 200 hours worth of content, (laughs) um, including the raids, all the dungeons, like, and the story is great. Um, so all that's available free, and then you can buy a subscription and then there are other expansions as well. And so uh, it became so popular last year, they had to suspend sales of the game uh, just so they could alleviate the server load. Uh, so what they're doing is they're rolling out new data centers uh, to ease server congestion and uh, sales return on January 25th. And the Oceana data center um, serving Australia, New Zealand uh, region. Um, they will also be adding five new worlds for regional players to transfer to, uh, to help alleviate some of this stuff. Um, a lot of this congestion does come around the release of Endwalker, which was the latest expansion for Final Fantasy XIV, uh, which is the culmination of everything this game has been up to for, I think, the last decade. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of hype, a lot of build up, especially with how good, uh, the previous expansion Shadowbringers was. So, uh, you know, I'm glad to see that the solution is coming soon, sooner rather than later. It does seem, I think, for North America and European, um, the data, new data centers will be expanding out in July and August. So those are still a ways out. Um, so, but at least for some regions, hopefully that will alleviate um, the congestion there.
1: Yeah, that that, that should be huge. Um, never got into it, but I've always heard great things about Final Fantasy 14.
0: Yeah, um, I I put it this way, the base game um, is it's a lot of fetch quests, but it has a very good story that gets good towards the end of the base game. Um, so it's it's a decent MMO uh, for first sixty hours, and then it takes off and does like the next twenty, and then the Heavensward expansion is fantastic from beginning to end. Uh, one of my favorite Final Fantasy stories in there, um, and that's kind of where I left off. I still have to play through um, Stormblood, Shadowbringers, and now Endwalker. Um, I guess when my son is eighteen, uh, I'll, if Final Fantasy fourteen still a thing, uh, I will uh, I will go back and play through all that. Nice. Uh, we have a uh, troll in the chat, Sunny Vice Twenty. Uh, so it's the first Final Fantasy with a good story. Um, let's see, can we uh, mute? Oh, oh no, no, he's a mod. Oh, mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. <laughs> um, let's see what is next on our story list uh, uh, here. Oh, you have one, Ng, um, about the PGL. Yeah. So this is,
1: this is a bit old, but this was kind of in the sense of even Overwatch. with the I, I personally don't think there's, a, I, and this is, will be a bit divisive, but I honestly don't think there's a place for Overwatch in the current FPS community right now. I think uh, as much as this shocked you a bit, yeah. but CSGO is at an all-time high in just competitive play and uh competitive region and viewership it's actually the seventh most popular esports event in history beaten in only by league of legends and this free fire game from like asia which is which like a is, mobile game <laughs> yeah which is which yeah. is huge if you really think about it it's comp- CS go, a game that has been around since God knows how long at this point. Um, but I think the cool thing about I think what CS has compared to all other eSports is, I would say that their 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 stories have been amazing. so simple having always been a huge name in the cs community Mm -hmm. this year simple and navi have just been destroying it in the pro scene simple went from winning never winning a major to winning a major winning multiple things and navi is like the team to beat now like the storyline is always there and honestly i think you'll agree with me especially in esports um an awesome story or a compelling story Gets more people to watch. It, it goes like, a
0: long way. Like in the fighting game community, like watching Sin- Sonic Fox rise. Um, I think it was Mortal Kombat versus DC, and then you yep. know, like, Dragon. Ball More Mortal, Mortal, Mortal fighters, Kombat versus yeah. DC. MK11. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I would say probably around two years ago, the whole Sonic Fox Goichi rivalry yes. in DBZ fighters was huge. Like. I'm not gonna lie. After their first round in Evo, I, I hated Sonic Fox because of that because <laughs> because Sonic Fox, in my opinion, um,
0: was that when he did I, the chair switch. Yup! <laughs> I, I hated him so, for that chair so switch. For those that don't know, I think the first I think Sonic Fox uh, lost that first round, and then so instead Sonic of Sonic Fox into,
1: was in winner's bracket. He's in winner's so bracket. So Goichi okay. needed to reset the bracket and then go in. So Goichi reset the bracket and was like on a winning streak sonic fox had no answer and then sonic fox was like i want to change from player one or player to player two or player two to player one yeah basically from
0: left to right or right to left side of the screen unfortunately
1: because goichi is japanese he didn't speak english um they had to get a translator make sure it gets in on the rule book but after like five to ten minutes of deliberation they finally do a coin flip right no, they, they, Goichi finally understood mm-hmm. And let him have the thing um, switch But by that time If you're ever into the FGC like mm-hmm. Momentum's huge no, no one believes it But like yeah. momentum's huge And by that point he cooled off And then
0: proceeds to <laughs> lose
1: Exactly yeah. He proceeds to lose But in the very next year We get a run back In EVO of the exact same matchup goichi versus sonic fox and it was just amazing and goichi finally won and actually started crying on the the evo uh platform but like it's just stories like that make esports thrive and my own personal take like overwatch is dead and and (laughs) i don't think overwatch is going to come back to fight with the likes of csgo Or even, I would say, another... Halo's
0: been huge recently. Um, I would even say Valorant. Yeah. All the
1: pros left CSGO to go to Valorant. I don't see why any pro in any of these games would want to go back to Overwatch after the way Blizzard mishandled that whole whole pro scene in esports.
0: Well, um, I know race was part of... The he's part of Major League Gaming got acquired by Activision, and I think even he has mentioned just like the mishandling of like the esports scene there on a lot of that. I think you talked about it um, when he was last on, but yeah, it. I agree with you. Uh, they built up so much; there was so much hype around the teams and things, and it wasn't even COVID that killed it. It yeah, was no. just it was just like it, the hype completely went away um with everything with that game it just kind of stagnated and they couldn't keep it fresh and you know overall in my opinion Overwatch 2 should have been out oh yeah year. for sure um and if they don't hit 2022 I don't know I agree with you I think I, I think people will play it like especially down that it will be coming to Game Pass I don't imagine it will sure. be on Game Pass uh beyond Game Pass people will check it out on PC on uh on Xbox and if it can recapture what that first one did for a lot of folks, then I, I could see I could see it thriving. I don't know on an eSports level if it will uh, yeah. rekindle what it once had. Um, and maybe it doesn't need to. Yeah, that's fine too. That's fine too. I would just love a good campaign for Overwatch. They have a cool set of characters and worlds. Um, so do something cool there. Um, you know, like Cuphead cuphead did you ever play cuphead
1: <laughs> i i i have not i've heard it is a super difficult game if yes. if you if you hate yourself you'll want to play Cuphead. so
0: it's it's difficult until you learn it. it is the best way it's it's like contra back in the day it's like you gotta learn the patterns of the level and you'll make it through it takes time, it takes practice. Yeah, and it will you, die. you say that like, oh yeah, it's like Contra back in the
1: day. Yeah. Me as a kid, I've never beaten a game of Contra. <laughs> you, you really haven't? I have never beaten a game of Contra. Okay. So I, I I don't know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, it's simple like Contra.
0: But, but you, you've in a couple of levels of Contra, right? Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah, the whole so, game. But you can, you can do that, you can do Cuphead. If I... I, if, if, if I can beat Cuphead, you can beat Cuphead. Um, well, but, but I, yeah. I
1: also hold, hold that to the same regard, as in yeah. I'm guessing Cuphead has saves, whereas back in the yes. day, I'm talking <laughs> about old school Contra, you From needed the to beginning. beat a in one go.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and so uh, for those uh, that weren't aware, Netflix is doing a Cuphead, this show, uh, animated series uh, featuring Cuphead and Mugman, yeah. Um, it looks fantastic. It has that great art style the game did um, and the, it, it, the humors, the humor is there. And I, I think like it, the great thing about Cuphead, it, it, it captured this era that's like long gone and like this show, ca- I think captures that really well uh, too. Uh, it does seem like it does have some updated animation style and like effects compared to that era of cartoon, yeah, oh, no, no, yeah, the show yeah. itself, but I, I think it mixes, um, like, the past and modern really well um, in, in what it's trying to accomplish. Uh, so, and the show is slated to release on, oh, where is it? February, I believe? Yeah, let's go check, jump to the end of this trailer. Cuphead, February 18th, uh, the first season will drop uh, nice. on Netflix i'll definitely uh, check it out yeah it looks it looks like uh it'll be a ton of fun uh so uh very excited uh to uh check that out um but i think that does it for the news ng um so this is where we just kind of uh shout out um what's going on uh, you have anything you want to plug um <laughs> not
1: too much i think uh the biggest thing I will see, I'm going to I'm gonna start gaming more, or I'm going to try mm-hmm. to game more, and hopefully um, I'll be able to game in my car, as ho- I, I should be taking delivery of my car soon, which I think...
0: Oh, your actually, Tesla, d- is it? <laughs> yeah, which
1: which definitely does have some... Game. I think I can play Witcher on that, I, I think. I'm not sure. But <laughs> so I'm going to be sitting
0: in traffic playing Witcher. <laughs>
1: I'll, I'll, I'll need to figure out a whole controller setup, because I think... I don't know. I think you can connect an Xbox controller to the Tesla, but I'm not 100 sure.
0: That that'd be pretty funny. I I I want to see, I want to see a picture of that when that happens.
1: <laughs> but besides that, um, not too much. Uh, and we'll see if if uh, next time you bring me back, if I am around, I think in regards to games, it's a bit more of a real life game. Um, uh, gonna be doing a money heist escape room this saturday
0: oh that, that that snuck up a lot faster than i expected you've been you've been watching some of those early seasons of money heist haven't you i've i've already
1: finished the first three seasons i'm on the fourth season so i've caught up i would say relatively quickly so, um so you're I doing this hold...
0: the money heist experience nyc which is like yes isn't it an escape
1: room is the best way to... it, it seems like it's an escape room
0: It's in a
1: bank In Brooklyn um, So it's pretty cool They picked a cool setting um, An old bank in Brooklyn um, So we'll see I, I don't know exactly what it entails But uh, me and some friends We did sign up for it So uh, it seems like it might be an escape room But I don't know Like you have to find clues It seems like And then you got break through a safe Etc
0: yeah yeah the so, one thing i yeah so we'll see so yeah join the gang crack the codes manage well you manage to break the, uh break into the safe get the gold celebrate at the bar so dart drinks after
1: oh 100 100
0: yeah no that that sounds like a fun time um yeah i i know i i saw i saw our buddy ergan send that out and i was like ooh, th- this this looks like a cool thing people without kids would do and then i was like i was like looked over at my wife and i saw the crying baby and i was like no oh, you know what i i, I don't know if, if this is we not be able to make it to this one but uh I, i'm excited to hear your thoughts on it uh once you guys do run through yeah for sure yeah and then uh is there any particular stream that you want to plug print, i guess <laughs> Please follow the work print. Uh, Follow, like, subscribe. That Gloomhaven stream that you've been following. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. The Gloomhaven stream. I mean, definitely uh, look out for our shenanigans
0: and antics. Yeah.
1: Uh, Hopefully, we'll be able to finish the campaign soon. I don't even know how long the campaign is.
0: You say soon. I think we have a year's worth of content. Oh, 100%. (laughs) At least
1: a year's worth of content. But definitely join in. A lot of fun and shenanigans uh tune in to me yelling at Bilal for not doing his job or tune in to me going to blah
0: blah I- i'm gonna save you i'm gonna save you oh actually I, <laughs> I, that, that was a good laugh um and yes c- come in and watch and you say he will protect me and not protect me um <laughs> all right let me let me do my plugs for myself and the site. Uh, you guys can follow me Bilal at on Twitter at Bilal underscore meon on Twitch at NightMystic. but honestly I think I speak for Rob and myself we just mostly stream on the work print so uh, follow the work print on Twitch and uh, you can also follow the work print on Facebook Twitter Instagram at the you know search the work print usually one word uh, you'll find us um, you'll find us there we have a lot of great content going up on the site. Uh, Christian, who was on last week, has done a phenomenal job bringing on new writers who have been doing great pieces. Uh, we have uh, Rebecca Wang, yeah, Rebecca Wang, with Arcane uh, season one analysis on the themes of uh, the series. Um, if you watched that first season, definitely check out that piece. Uh, Bassam has been uh, doing recaps of. Marvel's Wastelander, Black Widow, which is a a podcast put out by Marvel, the third of the Wastelander line, uh, which follows Black Widow and uh, what happened 30 years after uh, V-Day. Our Yellow Jackets reviews have come to an end along with Season 1, so if you've been following Yellow Jackets, definitely tune in um, to that finale article uh, by Other Rob. (laughs) Um, And then Nicole has been doing uh, a Discovery of Witches Season 3 recaps, uh, for the site, and we also have um, a really fun article from, oh, sorry there's a lot of new writers, from Chris Peruzzi uh, on you know three new Marvel characters uh, that Disney Plus should uh, definitely bring on to that network. Uh, so a lot of fun content being added to, this, to the site, uh, so if, if you love TV, geeky marvel stuff uh comic book news uh stay tuned there's a lot there um and then as as ng mentioned tuesday nights uh we are doing the gloomhaven campaign streams if we decide to do another one throughout the week we will post about it on instagram and our twitter accounts and let you guys know uh and what else what else next week is our game of the year podcast unless (laughs) something unless Rob has another wife with another birthday that we don't know about. I think he's going to kill me for that one. (laughs) I I, I
1: had nothing to do with this, Rob. I'm (laughs) I'm telling you now, I have nothing to do with what you just said.
0: (laughs) And so, um, I'm glad because I know I did ask for another week so I can wrap up Psychonauts 2. I did play a ton of Inscription. I'm almost done with that. Uh, But we'll talk all about that next week. And hopefully there's not another acquisition of any kind um i love everybody that tunes in enjoy the chat um you know and ng thank you for jumping in last minute i know it was uh it was unexpected but you have always been my go-to okay <laughs> in, in an emergency for 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 clutch situations, a I clutch understand. situation yes. <laughs> and, and you're now officially you can add it to your resume Workprint's financial financial pundit oh okay okay <laughs> you know for your future career in finance <laughs> you know just showing up on what is it like cnbc or something so <laughs> it, you know this site called the Workprint, you yeah. know it's it's kind of a big deal in uh on the internet <laughs> <laughs> all right awesome. guys Th- thanks for joining catch you guys next week Bye-bye. thank you guys bye